Hi, and welcome to episode eight of Heather's podcast. Today, I am going to talk about something other than running. Um, I realised this series, um, series two, has been actually very running-based focused. There's never been intention, to be honest with you. I think it's just because um, I spent a lot more of this year running, um, focusing on running um, in my own training, kind of the topics that were coming up in conversations with people, the topics that were coming up on social media um, and just topics that were relevant to me um, were more running based. Um, but I don't want this series to be entirely about running. Um, and so today I'm going to talk about something else that I do a lot of in fitness land um, and that's group exercise and classes. Um, I'm going to split the podcast down into roughly about five sections. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit first about um, what classes are, um, because uh, probably a lot of the people that listen to this podcast know exactly what classes are, um, but there might be some people that um, don't really know what people mean when we talk about group exercise or classes, um, and, or they might think they know and actually don't. So I just want to give a little bit of background to what um, group exercise instructors really mean when you talk about, I teach group exercise, or I teach classes. Um, then I want to cover um, a little bit about the negatives that classes um, can get. I say negatives, I mean um, like the negative connotations that classes can sometimes get attached to them. Um, and then on the positives, why I think um, group exercise is a great thing to try and something that a lot of people could find beneficial to put into their workout um, regimes. And then... I want to talk about fourthly the um, best type of group X um, for you and then finally um, a few quick tips um, about doing group exercise so if you're new to group exercise um, and even if you're not new to group exercise some tips just to how you can get the most out of the workout um, so starting from the beginning what exactly are classes um, I think when people think about classes, often if you've never attended one, um, you kind of have this idea of people in leotards doing like, um, you know, kind of aerobics, um, hip thrust, that kind of thing, um, kind of very 1980s um, stereotype of, um, of classes. Um, and I mean, aerobics classes still exist, step, step aerobics, um, no, um, normal aerobics, aerobics off the step. Those sort of classes still exist. Legs, bones, and tums still exist. Um, but classes have kind of expanded way beyond that kind of stereotype in the last, like, 20 years. Um, and they come in so many different types of um, form. And when we say classes now, it's much more group exercise. Um, yes, they are classes. They're led by an instructor. Everyone's kind of doing the same thing, generally, not always. Um, but there's lots of different varieties of group exercise. Um, and when I say varieties, not just in what you're doing, but how they're taught um, and the atmosphere, the music, um, what you're going to be doing in them, um, the aims of them, the size of them. Um, they just vary so much. Um, group exercise encapsulates such a wide range of things within a gym. Um, so you do still get your freestyle kind of classes, um, and that will cover things like aerobics, step aerobics, um, but also things like freestyle hit, um, 
freestyle toning. Um, essentially, a freestyle class, if you ever see one on a timetable, is something that the instructor is teaching that they have put together themselves. So they're qualified in group exercise, um, which means they've got at least a level two, um, which is essentially the same level as a gym instructor um, who isn't a PT, um, but their level two is in um, normally exercise to music, um, so group exercise. So they've learned how to structure a class um, in an effective and in a safe way. Um, so you're getting a workout, um, but it's also safe. Um, they've done all of the same um, anatomy and physiology qualifications as a gym instructor. Um, so it's not just like a manly pambe, you turn up and you learn how to put um, exercise to music. You do have to learn um, all of the exact same things as a gym instructor has to learn in terms of the human body and physiology um, before you're allowed to teach. So freestyle classes are basically exactly that. They're freestyle and the instructor um, puts them together themselves. So you could go to an aerobics class with one instructor and another instructor and another instructor. They'll all be completely different um, because they're entirely based on that instructor's you know, imagination, thought process, what areas they want to focus on. Um, so they can be really, really varied. In the last, say, 10, 15 years, what you've seen an awful lot more of um, is um, group exercise classes that are by a brand um, in that a brand put together the workout for you and they teach it to the instructors. So they train the instructors on how to teach their workout and they update the music and they update the moves um, periodically, like normally, so either monthly or quarterly. Um, and then they, um, they send you the instructors that music and the instructors learn it and they teach it as it is to the class. Um, things like um, Lesbios are probably the most um, well-known of those brands. Um, so Les Mills do things like body pump, body combat, body step, body attack, um, shabam, grit, um, body jam, RPM, sprint. Um, trying to think of some others. There are some others and they've gone out of my head. So companies like that do lots of ty different types of music. So for example, they do, they do barbell classes, they do martial arts inspired classes. They do aerobics based classes, dance classes, um, bike based classes but all of them are um, the same concept. Um, they send the instructors the music. The instructors are trained to teach it in a certain way. Um, and then the instructors learn that and then they teach it. So with classes like this, um, other things similar would be say Beachbody. Um, do, I used to do live classes, I don't know if they still do. Um, and then also <coughs> um, classes such as um, David Lloyd's own brand classes and Virgin's own brand classes as in their in-house classes, um, which I think things like Blades, David Lloyd's, um, and I think there's also a cycle rhythm that's David Lloyd's. Classes like this, um, if you go to it, it shouldn't really matter who's teaching, so whichever instructor is teaching the class, the class should be the same format, 
Um, and the track should be familiar. So if two instructors were teaching the exact same release of a class, it should be exactly the same up to the point of what you're doing, um, the rhythms, the moves, uh, the music. Obviously, the classes will still be different because different instructors teach in different ways. So the vibe of the class might be different. Um, but the actual workouts um, will be very similar. Um, then you get things that are kind of a mix between the two. So a mix between prescribed and um, freestyle. Um, things like Zumba. So with Zumba, the instructors go and get trained um, in how to teach Zumba. So you learn... Um, the key moves, you learn the key rhythms, you learn the key different types of dancing, you learn the ethos of Zumba, but the actual instructor then puts their own tracks together, picks their own music, and um, puts their own moves to it. So a Zumba class is kind of a mix between the two, in that um, they should be relatively similar between different instructors, as in they should have the same kind of vibe, the same types of music, maybe the same kind of moves, but you know, you could hear the same song and have two completely different um, sets of dance moves to it. Um, and then beyond that, you'll also see um, other kinds of group exercise classes that um, you might not think of as group exercise classes. Um, and some people might disagree with me and say, well, actually, they're not, but. I would say they still fall under the same sort of genre. You get things like circuit classes. Um, circuit classes are where you work your way around the circuit. So there'll be different um, stations set up with different exercises on them. And each person is on a different station. You might be on a station with a couple of people and you do a move for a certain period of time and then you move on to the next station and you do a move for a certain period of time and you go around the circuit. Um, might not seem like a class in the same way as an aerobics class would in your head because you're not working to music, you're working to time, people are doing different things at different times, the instructor is going around and um, checking out people's form, correcting people's form, motivating people, but it is still a group exercise class. Um, in the same way, um, things like boot camps, outdoor boot camps, military boot camps, again, their classes, their group exercise um, sessions, um, you might go to, there's a lot more now of, um, say, small boutique gyms um, that offer um, small group PT session kind of things, where, again, it's a lot like a circuit, but the exercises might be more gym-based, so you might be using barbells, you might be using gym equipment, um, and these are... Um, like sessions where, again, you're working in a small group, you're going around exercises. Um, they might be called small group PT sessions. They are essentially group exercise classes in the manner of how they are taught. Um, and then also I would say CrossFit on some levels would again fall into the group exercise um, genre if you're going to a box to do sort of the WOD, the workout of the day, um, they're obviously in groups, um, they're time sessions, there are people there instructing you, telling you what to do, making sure you do it safely. Um, it's a little bit more removed from the sort of class-based um, idea, 
But again, it's not going to the gym and working out independently or working out one-on-one with a personal trainer. So I would say it still kind of comes into that group exercise class setting. So a class is so much more than just an aerobics class or, you know, just a, um, jumping about or sitting on a bike and spinning. And those classes obviously do exist. Um, but equally, there are lots more ways of doing group exercise now than just going to a gym and doing sort of what we'd be seeing as a traditional class. Um, so why do people sometimes put such a bad spin on group exercise? Um, and I say sometimes, and it's obviously as though sometimes, and, you know, this isn't to generalise, this isn't to say that everybody who's a personal trainer thinks that they're terrible and slags them off, or, like, you know, everybody that doesn't do classes thinks they're terrible. Um, but in the past, generally, I think in certain quarters of the fitness industry, classes have really got like a bad reputation. Um, and it's for various reasons, I think. Um, a lot of them maybe not understanding exactly what a class is and thinking of it in that very um, stereotypical, um, quite outdated um, idea of um, aerobics classes. And also sometimes I think a little bit of um, a little bit of an assumption on um, PT's um, side that group exercise instructors don't know what they're doing, or for gym instructors' assumption that group exercise instructors don't know like what they're doing. Um, and that's why I kind of mentioned before when I was talking about freestyle classes, how um, to teach group exercise, you largely have to be qualified to at least the same level as a gym instructor now that isn't always the case so there are some group exercise qualifications that don't require you to be qualified to that level so zumba for example you do not have to have any pre-existing fitness qualifications to do a zumba, um, a zumba course and i will say a zumba course is every one day so you could in theory be um, completely unqualified doing one day course and be qualified to teach Zumba um, or licensed to teach Zumba. Um, equally, Les Mills um, no longer require their, their instructors to be qualified to a level two um, in either gym instructed or um, group exercise before you do their courses. They used to, when they were qualified, you had to have a level two. Um, of some sort before you could do the qualifications and for certain ones that required um, moving to the rhythm, moving to the beat, so things like body combat, um, shabam, um, body jam, you not only had to have a level two, um, it had to be in um, group exercise or exercise for music to show that you were um, deemed competent enough to not only know about physiology, but also to be able to move to a beat. Um, they no longer require you to have that qualification. So there are, in theory, um, group exercise instructors out there who are not qualified to the same level as a gym instructor or a PT. Um, oh, I say a gym instructor because you don't have to have a level three. Um, in reality, most gyms will not employ you even to teach group exercise if you do not have at least a level two um, qualification. 
So while you might be able to go out and do the qualifications, actually getting employed is very difficult um, in most sort of mainstream gyms if you don't have the same qualifications as a gym instructor, even if it's in a different qualification, like the same level of knowledge. Um, and equally, to be fair, most group exercise instructors, some people do just do group exercise, um, and often a lot of group exercise instructors start with group exercise first. Um, so I did, for example, and then I went on to qualify to become a PT. But most most um, group exercise instructors don't just do group exercise. Um, an awful lot are also PTs um, or yoga instructors or Pilates instructors as well. And so they don't just have that qualification to teach group exercise. They have... Um, a whole host of other fitness qualifications beyond that. So especially like level three PT, you'll also find a lot of level four um, qualified people who sort of specialise beyond um, a basic PT course. Um, and then yoga instructors, Pilates instructors, um, which I didn't mention before, but that obviously is another group exercise um, class. Um, most of them, um, you know, to be a yoga instructor, you have to do hours and hours and hours of um, study before you are essentially qualified. Um, so I think generally there's an assumption, and that's why um, classes can get a bad rap, that the people teaching them don't really know what they're doing. But actually, do you know in reality, um, the people teaching group exercise classes are no less qualified in the majority of cases than um, the gym instructor on the gym floor um, or PTs. Um, so I think in general, um, a lot of the sort of like negativity around classes has come from people making assumptions about classes. Um, because there's lots of things in classes that, like me wrong, I've seen on the internet um, and I've looked at and gone, oh, why are they doing that? Um, and either because sometimes it's because it's just too dangerous and then often it's because it's completely ineffective. Um, and they're the sort of things that I would never do in my classes. Um, and I know that a lot of other group exercise instructors are exactly the same. Um, but obviously, <coughs> people take their views from um, what they see. Um, if they've never been to classes before, they're taking their views from what they see on social media. And therefore, they're kind of their view is warped by these things so obviously they're going to think oh you know what these classes are completely ineffective they're completely dangerous whatever um but it's that same kind of assumption um that all classes are like that and obviously that's not the case um so i think that's largely why um classes have in the past get, got a bit of a negative rap and also i think people think that there are limitations to them in terms of how much you can build your fitness um so for example you know yes like realistically if you go to a lifting class you are only ever going to lift up to a certain amount either because just literally barbell studio bar sorry studio barbells um literally will only hold so much weight and also because the moves you are doing tend to be a lot faster um and therefore you're not going to be able to go as heavy because you're doing more reps and you're doing them faster um, equally, in a lot of classes, the moves will be modified if you're using a barbell. Um, again, 
because of the speed. Um, so, you know, the type of moves you're doing and the number of reps you're doing, it just, it's, it's safer and it's more effective to modify them slightly. Um, and also for safety, because um, an instructor is only instructing, I mean, it can be five or six people, but equally it can be, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 odd people. Um, and one person instructing that many people um, and obviously keeping an eye on that many people, you need to make sure that the moves are going to be safe enough for a large number of people who may not have ever used a, a barbell to be able to do them um, safely and effectively. Um, so in that respect, yes, to a degree, there are limitations to how much um, strength you could build purely in, a, say, a weight-based class. Um, equally, I think people or PTs often think, well, do you know what, like, you know, they're basically just, basically just cardio um, and, you know, excessive amounts of cardio. People think that's what they need to do to get fit. Um, but, you know, they need to be like a nice balance between cardio and also a lot of strength-based training. And therefore, sort of classes promote this idea of um, do lots and lots and lots, but it's not necessarily effective. Now, again, I'm a PT. Um, and I, you know, I always push the people about doing um, strength training, resistance training, weight training as part of their regime and not, not just doing endless amounts of cardio um, and trying to increase the amount of cardio they do on top of extra cardio and extra cardio and extra cardio. Having said that, cardio is still a really important part of, um, you know, your fitness and an hour, a couple of hours of cardio-based classes in a week isn't going to be bad for you. Excessive about, yes, but, you know, generally, um, you know, your average class goer who goes two or three classes a week, um, maybe one of them is a barbell class, still cardio, um, but that's not an excessive about of cardio. Um, and equally, cardio is beneficial for getting yourself moving it's good for your heart it's good for your overall health um, and if you're not that active throughout the rest of the day then actually you know what those those um, cardio classes are going to be good for you um, and it's kind of that balance because it's like yes as a PG I would always be encouraging people to do a little bit more strength training more weight training I would be encouraging people to get into the gym and um, you know start challenging themselves with the weights that they're lifting um but equally you know um a good place to start is a class or a good accessory workout is a class um and yes as a pt i would be encouraging people to increase their neat so their non-exercise activity um as in you know walking more moving about more being more active in the other 22, 23 hours of your day when you're not at the gym. Um, but if somebody is quite inactive, a few classes, or if they have a desk job um, and they're at a desk all the time, a few classes a week is going to be beneficial to them. You know, if somebody enjoys running or swimming or cycling, great. But if you don't enjoy any of those things, you know what, actually, classes, they're going to get that cardio in for you. So, 
yes there are limitations to classes that you know you are not going to be in the olympics by just doing classes you are not going to win the world's strongest man by just doing classes if you want to run a marathon you're not going to do it just by doing classes but that doesn't mean that classes don't have their place in the fitness world so i think some of the limitations that people who criticize um group exercise put on them um, and limitations making an assumption that the people doing group fitness or the people teaching it think that it should be the be all and end all and you know that's really not the case for i would say like 99 percent of um both of those camps and <laughs> um, you know um i think most people who do group fitness completely and utterly see the wider picture um they do go and train in the gym as well. They do run as well. They do, you know, like have really active life as well. Um, it's just that the fit group exercise isn't to their daily life. Um, so, from going on from the negatives, and I've kind of already answered, I think, a little bit of why I think that people should think about putting group fitness into their um, into their daily lives is. Um, I suppose it's two-pronged. First of all, if you're somebody who has never exercised before, group exercise is a great place to start. And I actually know an awful lot of people who are now really into fitness, myself included, who started with either classes or small group PT sessions, so group exercise. Um, and it's just, it's a great place for people to start because it's really accessible. If you have never stepped foot in a gym before, or if you have but not for a really long time and you feel like you've got a bit out of shape and you're nervous about going to the gym. It's just, it can be really overwhelming. Where do you start? Um, getting yourself to the gym in the first place is actually a really hard motivational thing. Um, you know, you say to yourself, right, I've joined the gym, I'm going to go tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, you know, lots of other things come up. You're nervous about it. You don't really know what to do. You put it off till the next day. You put it off till the next day. This is why so many people join gyms and never go. Um, and also, even when you get yourself there, what do you do? You know, um, if you don't have a training plan, um, if you don't really have any kind of idea of structure, it's actually a little bit overwhelming. I mean, you just go around and do a little bit of everything. I mean, to be effective, <coughs> you need some kind of structure to a workout. Um, and also, you might not necessarily know how to use the equipment. Now you can get inductions, of course you can, but people are nervous, people don't like getting inductions. Um, and also realistically, in an induction, you won't be shown how to use everything. Um, and depending on the quality of the induction, you might be shown how to use lots of things, but not actually really given an idea of how to put a work, workout together. So, just going to the gym can be a bit overwhelming. And you think about other kinds of exercise as well. I mean, going for a swim, yeah, to, be fair, to be fair, if you can get yourself to go for a swim, you're swimming up and down, fine. Um, going out for a run, going out for a cycle, again, if you can get yourself out to do it, you know what? It's relatively easy to download a training plan off the internet, and you could just sort of like get yourself building up your running, you can do it, but it's a motivation thing, for getting yourself out there. If you're completely new to exercise, that could be tough. So the good thing about classes is, one, it gives you an appointment, You've got to book onto the class. So that means you have to go to the gym at a very specific time and you have to be there at that time. So it's making an appointment. So while you're getting into a routine, this is really useful. 
because by booking it in as an appointment, by in a beer, you have to be there at that time. And you also know you're going to be there for a very set amount of time. So you're not going to be leaving after 20 minutes. You're not going to be going, oh, do you know what? I've had enough of this. You're going to be there for like an hour, 45 minutes, 40 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever length of the class. Um, and you're not going to be leaving. You're not going to be stopping. Um, it's, it's someone making you do the work for an amount of time, pushing you through it, keeping you accountable. So it becomes an appointment for yourself. So that's actually a really good motivational tool to get you used to working out. It also takes away all of the overwhelm about what to do when you get there, because you go to a room and somebody tells you, um, and somebody tells you for the whole time, and somebody keeps you accountable while they're doing it, like I've just said. So in terms of not being sure of how to structure a workout, it just takes all of that away. It also gives you an idea of how equipment works. Now, yes, specific equipment, not gym equipment. So, but it still gives you an idea of how to do things. So if you went to a barbell class um, in a studio, it's a smaller bar, it's lighter. The moves may be modified, but it gives you an idea of how to move and how to do some of the basic moves that you would maybe want to then do in a gym, which once you get more confident, gives you the... It gives you the basic starting point to then go into the gym and start doing things in the gym independently as well. So if you're really new to the gym, it's a great starting point. It's a point where it can kind of just get you set up. It can get you used to walking through the door. As you're walking through the gym to go to the studio, you start to see the gym. You get a, a, an idea about the layout of the gym. Um, you get more comfortable in the gym environment, in the changing rooms and everything. Um, and then you also just get an idea of like, how to structure a workout. So you go to a HIIT workout and you, you know, you're doing some body weight stuff. Well, that gives you an idea of stuff you could do independently in the gym, even if you didn't want to touch any equipment. Um, you go to a barbell workout. Again, it gives you an idea of what you could do in the gym with bigger equipment and heavier weights. Um, it gets you an idea of how to do some key lifts. It gives you that little bit of a starting point that you could then go into the gym and maybe start to also work out by yourself. Um, it also helps you meet people. You know, they're a lot more sociable classes. Um, you might not, you know, you might be not be speaking to people like thinly off. You might not be like, oh my God, two days in and like, this is my new best friend. But you'll start, if you go to the same sort of classes regularly, you'll start to see the same people again and again. You'll have people you can say hi to. You'll have people you recognise. You know, you'll make small talk. You'll start to get to chat to people. <coughs> Sorry. Um, you'll start to chat to people. Um, it will start to give you I, a little bit more confidence um, just in the gym. You know, people are not scary. People are not horrible. People are not bitchy. Um, it will give you a few familiar faces that you might see around the gym at other times that you can say hi to. Um, I've made lots of friends through the gym. Um, so you can genuinely make some really good friends in group exercise classes. Um, but even if you literally just like go in, you say hi to people, that's it. It's still quite a sociable experience. You know, people kind of bond over, oh my God, that was so sweaty, that was so hot, the aircon's broken. Um, you know, I feel really knackered today. Um, 
or even if you literally never speak to those people outside of classes, it can just be quite a nice uplifting thing anyway and give you a little bit of comfort and a little bit of confidence within the gym environment. So if you're a newbie, basically, group exercise could be a really good place to start. Now, you don't even have to then move on to going into the gym, but it's a good place to give you confidence that if you wanted to move on to going into the gym, you could, um, and you could mix the two, and a lot of people do. You know, people do um, gym-based workouts and then a few classes a week. I do the same. I teach group exercise, and then I do gym-based workouts as well um, throughout the week. Um, so, and I also run. So you can mix things up. You haven't got to say, right, I'm going to do group exercise and that's it. That's all I can ever do. Um, but it's a really good starting point just to give you that push. Equally, do you know what? And sod what PTs say, sod what other people say. If you currently do no exercise at all and you're busy and you don't actually have that much time, but you can say have three hours a week, two hours a week, four hours a week, something like that. Go and do two, three, four group exercise classes. That is so much better for you than doing absolutely no exercise whatsoever. Um, is it going to be the most well-rounded, um, tick every box, push every button, workout regime in the world that every PT is going to go, wow, that's amazing. No, of course it's not. But you know what? From nothing to doing a couple of group exercise classes a week, are you going to feel your fitness improve? Yes. Same instead of the gym, of course. You know, if you have those two, three hours a week, you can still go to the gym and you can do two, three workouts in the gym. And again, you're going to see your fitness improve. Is one better than the other? Well, do you know what? If going to the group exercise classes means you go because of an appointment and you actually work hard because there's someone there telling you what to do and making you do it, then no. The group exercise classes are going to be effective, maybe more effective than going to the gym, wandering around for an hour and not really knowing what to do and coming out feeling a little bit downhearted because that's the other thing. If you're new to exercise, you can leave a group exercise class feeling accomplished, feeling like you have done something, um, feeling like you have achieved something, feeling like you've learned something, that you've worked hard. I know because I've done it before I've trained, before I really knew what I was doing. I've been to the gym and I've done like an hour and I've walked out feeling a little bit crap because I'm like, did I actually really do anything? I don't feel like I did very much. Um, and part of that's knowledge, part of that's confidence. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that you've got to learn from somewhere and you've got to start somewhere and you've got to get confidence from somewhere. And classes, I think, are a good way of doing that if you're very new to exercise. The other end of the scale, if you are already confident in the gym, so you already go, you already lift, you're already quite fit, maybe you run, maybe you cycle, maybe you swim. You know, you're deadlifted 100 kilograms, you're like benching, um, you're squatted, you're already like a pro in the gym. I can see that, well, why would I add in classes? What are they possibly going to do for me? Well, yeah, they might not do anything. And you could be really happy with your um, workout regime. You could be really happy with um, your current structure. You're lifting, you're maybe doing a couple of runs a week or a swim or cycling. If you're getting in cardio, you're lifting, 
um, maybe you already do, maybe a bit of yoga, you are doing a class, but you know, you have that nice structured um, session. So maybe group exercise classes are not for you, that's absolutely fine. If you say, for example, are lifting, you are running and everything, but you aren't stretching, then actually maybe group exercise classes are for you in that kind of, you go to yoga, you go to Pilates kind of classes. Um, maybe you go to a core class to do some work on your core. Um, so you could structure in group exercise classes that are kind of like nice complements to what you're currently doing. Um, but equally, do you know what I think we always forget about workouts and structure and um, training and results and all of that? In the midst of that, it should be enjoyable, it should be fun. You should just like doing it. Um, and so even if you have an absolutely brilliant workout regime at the moment, um, and you really don't need any more cardio, you really don't need any more exercise, you really don't need anything additional. But maybe you're a little bit bored. Because... Yeah, literally, I like, I like listening to the gym. But some days it's not the most interesting thing. Sometimes it's not the thing that motivates you, gets you moving. Um, some days you do leave the gym, if, you know, a little bit, if not frustrated, because you've like maybe not managed to hit what you wanted to lift, but a little bit just like, meh, I did it, but meh. Throwing in the odd class, can just mix things up a little bit and whether that just be because you're doing something different it's a little bit more fun you know you go to say a body combat class where you are moving to the music you're kicking you're punching you get a little bit of frustration out and it's just a little bit more fun you're still working out but say an hour's body combat class compared to an hour's run that hour for me would always go quicker in the body combat class than the run because it's just a bit more fun so even if it was a case of just switching out the odd bit of cardio that you do already for a class it might just revitalize your fitness regime a little bit um and then like i've already said about the social side um i can't i can't emphasize how good it can sometimes feel to work out in a group now whether that, again like i say whether that be a group because you're getting to know people and you're making friends or just a group because you're working out with other people and other people can be motivating and they can also push you harder just by being around you even if you're not interacting with them um is something that i don't think can be overstated enough so sometimes if, if you're already doing a really good um structure of workouts and you're already really confident in the gym and you don't need any of that kind of how to um or motivation they can still be just a nice addition just to break up the routine just to uh, add a bit of variety a little bit of difference a little bit of sociability to workouts so that's why i think that Classes can be, or group exercise classes can be, a really good fit for all kinds of people. So not just, you know, beginners, or not just experienced people, but generally, literally everybody. 
So for example, in my classes, I really make an effort. Like I don't teach any beginner classes or advanced classes. All my classes are intermediate. So basically they're suitable for everyone. Um, and I make a really big effort to everything I do is achievable for everyone but nobody works to a specific so I never say like for example in spin put this much resistance on the resistance is always personal to you the speed is always personal to you because there are going to be people in my class that are fitter that have been doing it for longer there is going to be people who are new and I don't want to make the class so easy that the people that have been doing it for a long time are bored but I also don't want to make it so complicated that new people can't do it and feel bad so the class is kind of designed so that everybody can do it and the ways that you structure it to suit you are based on the intensity and the speed or in a weights-based class, the weights, um, or maybe having a couple of different options of exercises at certain moves so that people can pick the thing that's right for you. So that if you're you know, experienced, if you're fit, if you're already really used to being in the gym, there are ways you can push yourself to work harder. If you're really, really new, it's still going to be achievable and it's still going to give you a really good workout. So the best class is for you. Here, I mean, the answer is, and this is going to sound like a real cop-out, but it's completely true. The best classes for you are going to be the classes that you enjoy the most. So the best thing I could sort of advise for people is have a think about what you enjoy. So... If you really, really enjoy, um, if you really like music um, and you're really like moving to the music, then looking for classes that are aerobic based. Uh, and that doesn't just mean aerobics, um, because things like body combat moves to music, body attack moves to music, um, might be really fun for you. If you really like dancing, you want to look for a dance based class. So you're looking at your zumbas, your shabams, your body jams. But equally, there are lots of freestyle dance based classes. Um, club of size uh, used to be a thing, not anymore, but oh, I haven't seen it recently. But club of size is another one of those kind of dance based classes. Um, if you're looking for something a little bit more um, weight based, things like body pump, things like um, um, pump classes are all going to be barbell based. Um, hit, hit can be really hit and miss part of the pump um hit is high intensity interval training it can technically be anything so you'll get hit classes that are all cardio based you'll get hit classes that are weights based and you'll get some that are a mixture in between um grits are really good example of that so lesbos grits is is their version of hit lesbos grits sorry is their version of hit and there are three different types there is a cardio based one there is a strength-based one, which is weight-based, and then there is a plyometric-based one, like I think they call it athletic now, um, that is more about jumping um, and about athletic moves. Um, so there are lots of different kinds of HIIT. Um, so if you're looking for a specific kind of workout and you want to go to a HIIT class, it's worth asking the gym um, what kind of class it is. So for example, my HIIT, my hit classes are all around about 80% weight-based, barbell-based, dumbbell-based, um, and then a little bit of cardio. Um, but I do know that at the same gyms I teach at, there are other hit classes that are almost entirely cardio-based. Um, so having to think about what you enjoy, what you want out of a class, what you want out of your fitness, um, 
and then picking classes that kind of fit that bill is obviously the best way to start picking something um but it's got and it, but it needs to be that balance between obviously you so you might want to do a little bit more weights but it's also gonna be a class that you enjoy um, you might want to do more cardio but again it's gonna be a class you enjoy so having to think about what you want what you enjoy and then trying to pick classes that kind of fit that that's going to be your best starting point and then go to them and see what they're like you might find that you really enjoy some that you didn't think you would you might find you hate ones that you thought you'd enjoy play around try a few different things try a few things that you think you might hate that you might be really bad at because you might surprise yourself um and then also experiment with different instructors because you might not like a class with one instructor but really enjoy it with another instructor um and just sort of like keep an open mind and try things um but also have a think like that's kind of assuming that you're at a gym already you've joined and that you're like kind of picking from the classes on their timetable if you haven't joined anywhere yet have a think about what exactly you want to do so um you know do you think that actually crossfit where you're going and you're doing um a specific workout that's going to be different every time um in small group training that's going to be a little bit more gym like and pt like is that going to be for you maybe you want to go and join a sort of trial a crossfit gym and think about joining a crossfit gym and um, maybe you want to look at some small group pt boutique kind of places um, and try that instead so have a think about what kind of thing might suit you what kind of thing you might feel most comfortable with what kind of thing um you might enjoy the most and then kind of try all that <coughs> before you make your decision. Um, if, for example, you really want variety and you think, do you know what, I might like to try um, dance classes, but also barbell classes and kind of do like a mixture, then you want to join a commercial gym um, where they're going to have a wider variety of classes. Um, as opposed to say a small group PT boutique studio where they do this they do one kind of class but if you kind of think no do you know what those group, small group PTs are exactly the kind of thing that's going to motivate me and where I'm going to feel most confident then obviously that's the kind of place where you want to be looking to join so the best thing for you to do the best kind of class is entirely the one that you're going to stick to and to stick to it you're going to have to enjoy it so Think about what you enjoy. Think about what you're going to, you think you're going to like the most. Try those things. And then that's the kind of route that you want to go down. Because I could say to you, do you know what the most effective class is? A body pump class. If you hate body pump classes, it is not going to be effective for you. Because you're going to not turn up. When you do turn up, you're going to like do it half heart ass Because you can't really be bothered. And you don't really enjoy it because it bores you. So it's not going to be effective or not as effective as it could be because you're not going to work as hard as you could because you hate it so you really have to do exercise that you enjoy and i mean this goes beyond classes like you could say that any kind of workout plan was the best in the world if you're not going to do it because you really don't enjoy it and you hate it it is not going to be effective and you'd be far better off doing something that PTs go, oh, well, that's not quite as structurally sound. Um, but stick to it and do it. Um, you're going to see better results than that. Like, that's just 
um, kind of like foundation 101, like mindset kind of shit. Um, if you don't enjoy something, you're not going to stick with it. If you hate it, you're not going to stick with it. If you feel bad after doing it because you think you're shifted, you're not going to do it. You need to find something that's going to make you feel good, accomplished, like you're enjoying it, like you've got something out of it. And then you know, not every single time, because there's always going to be days where you're a bit like, oh, that was a bit rubbish. There are. Um, but if you can find something that generally you really enjoy and feel good about, that's the thing you're going to stick with. That's the thing that's going to buy you results. So the best kind of group exercise that you can do is just the one that you enjoy the most. So with that, on to my final section of this podcast. Um, a few tips for getting the most out of the group exercise session. So hopefully by now, if you were on the fence, I've kind of persuaded you to give one a try. So what can you do to get the most out of the session? Well, the first thing is, if you are completely new to exercise, this is more for you. If you know to do already, you probably already know this. Take with your water, maybe a towel, like a little hand towel. Um, some of the classes can get really sweaty, especially spin. Um, a towel is good for wiping down. Um, water, absolute must. You're going to get out of breath. You're going to be thirsty. Um, take some water with you because even if there's a fountain in the gym, and like if you say in the gym, you normally go to the fountain and just take some water. One, I don't think you're even allowed to do that post-COVID. Like pre-COVID, you could do that. But you're going to be in the studio. You're going to be kind of static. So you aren't going to be able to run in and out all the time to get water. And you can always go and fill your water bottle up if you finish and you need more water. That's not going to be a problem. But take water with you in a bottle. Tip number two, turn up on time. Um, if you can, turn up early. I mean, this might sound completely ridiculous, but I cannot tell you how often people turn up late to group exercise classes. Now, two ways of looking at this. One, technically, once we've got kind of like, definitely after the warm-up, we shouldn't be letting you in, even if you're not new. Because you're not warm. We haven't seen you warm-up. You could be warm. We haven't seen you warm-up. If you injured yourself, it's it's kind of an insurance issue. But if you are new, if, I say if you're a regular and you turn up a bit late, I'm always going to be like, go on, go on, sit down, like just like you know, get yourself up. Even if someone comes in saying like just after the warm up, I mean, just like still you know use the first track. You know how to warm up. You warm yourself up and then come in on the second track and kind of thing. If it's someone that's a real regular, um. If you're new and you turn up late, you don't know how to set up. You don't know what you need. You don't know what you need to do. And the instructor's already going to be teaching. So they're not going to be able to stop and talk to you. So you need to turn up on time so that you are ready to start and so that you have everything you need to be able to do the class. Ideally, you want to turn up a little bit early, because then the instructor can show you what you need. The instructor can make sure you're set up correctly. The instructor can make sure that you're prepared and you're ready, and that you're not going to feel like stressed and nervous and anxious about the class. Because, I mean, even if you're not new to something, you know how utterly like off-putting it is when you're late and you're rushing and you feel all like kind of like um, in a tiz because like you're late um 
if you're doing something completely new and feeling like that the start of the class is absolutely rubbish so you don't want that you want to be able to turn up nice on time or a little bit earlier so that you can set up so that you can ask questions if you don't know how to find something if you don't know how to set up a search piece of equipment or work piece of equipment you can ask a question and the instructor can help you you're going to feel more relaxed if you feel more relaxed you're going to enjoy the class more when i say turn up on time or early it depends on the timetable so a lot of students now especially post-covid have like say 10 15 minutes before a class where the gym is empty as in they don't have back-to-back classes as in one finishes the next starts which means you can turn up five ten minutes early the instructor would already be there that gives you time there will be some gyms still that are literally back to back so at that point you can only turn up on time but at the same time everyone's going to be setting up their equipment as the class starts because they can't get into the studio before that so you have a lot of stress you can still go and ask the instructor to help they'll still have the time to help yourself because they'll just build that time into the class so just for a nicer experience do turn up at least on time third if you are new and that's not just new to the gym or new to any class if you are new to that instructor's class tell them say hi i'm new to your class or i am new to this class or whatever um you know i i've done spin before but i have never done your class or i have never done spin before or i have never done any class before just tell them one that means we can help you get set up now generally we can tell who's new to our classes in a lot of situations you know if they're very regular classes my morning classes super regular the same places all the time so it's got a music that i know they do big classes really busy classes a bit harder you might think oh that person looks familiar i don't think they know or you know people who maybe come every few weeks um and so you're kind of like oh, i think they've been before so we'll try and spot new people we can't always get it so tell us it gives us a chance to make sure you're comfortable it gives us a chance to make sure that you have everything you need it lets us tell you about the class it lets us check that you you know don't have anything you need to know about and if you're aware of and it also means that throughout the whole class we are in our head they're new we make sure they're okay we check that they're okay we check that they are getting what i'm saying we check that they're not stressed and we check that you know they're like doing okay that they don't need extra help with the equipment telling us just helps you get a better experience fourth remember that there are people in the class that would have done that class a lot and you're new so don't stress it can really feel like when you go to a class like everybody's really good at it and you're new and you don't know what's going on in your ship what you've got to remember is that actually there will be a lot of people in the class that go all the time so i for example like i teach freestyle spin um and i largely I largely choreograph tracks, so they're my choreography, but they're like choreograph tracks. Sometimes I tweet the choreography halfway through, 
because I look at the class and I think, oh, it's really hot today, everyone's really struggling. Um, or I've actually had to put together a really hard mix today, I didn't realise how hard it was. I'm going to tweak this, I'm going to give people a break, or I'm going to tweak this just to change it a bit, for whatever reason. And there were people in my class who were looking at me like, that's the wrong move, that's not what you do on this track. Because they're so used to the classes, they come all the time. It can be a bit intimidating when you're new, because you look at that and you think, wow, how does everybody know when to move? How can everyone do this on the beat? How can everyone know that we change at this point? They've just done the class a lot, so they're used to it. You do the class a lot, you will, you will be one of those people really, really soon. Um, and it happens quicker than you think. Um, so just remember that everybody there is there at a different point in their own fitness journey, their own class journey. Um, and therefore, what might make you feel a little bit inadequate at that particular moment is really like absolutely nothing. So just don't stress about it. Don't worry about it. You do what you can do. Um, and if you make a mistake or if you miss something or if you're like, oh, right, I'm doing everything different from someone else at this point, it really doesn't matter. Like, it is literally back to side. It's not life or death. Um, I've generally never understood instructors who have got frustrated when everyone's meant to be on their right leg and someone's on their left. It doesn't really matter, does it? Like, as long as they move to their right when we move to our left, it doesn't really matter. Apart from when someone is kicking, if you're kicking in the wrong direction, it can be dangerous because you might kick someone. But, like, generally, you know, if you're a bit off rhythm, a bit off feet, or if you're doing something that looks a little bit different from someone else, it, it genuinely doesn't matter, you're still moving. So, like, completely don't stress about the fact that other people might look like they're better at it, that they know how to do it better. Because, well, do you know what? They've been doing it for longer, so they probably do know how to do it a little bit better than you. But that doesn't mean that they're exercising better than you. It doesn't mean that they're exercising harder than you. Um, it doesn't really matter mean that anybody notices. So it's not even embarrassing. And that's the fifth thing. Don't be embarrassed if you don't quite get something. Because I can tell you from both my own experience and my experience as an instructor, when you first do an exercise class, you will probably get a lot of the moves wrong. You will be off the beat. You will go the wrong way. You will be confused. You will mishear what the instructor says. It's absolutely fine. Um, like I said in the, in the last tip, it really isn't life or death. It really doesn't matter. Um, and what's the point? Nobody really knows this is. Um, I think people think that people are always going to be looking at each other in classes because there's lots of people in the, in the close proximity. Nine times out of ten, everybody is focused on themselves. They're focused on what they're doing, trying to think about what they're doing, trying to breathe, trying not to die. Um, and they're so wrapped up in what's going on with them that they're not really noticing what's going on around them. Um, so you really don't ever need to feel like any kind of worry about um, what other people are going to think. You can really let go and just do it. Um, and the other thing to remember about people who do classes are generally really quite nice, sociable people. And because classes are sociable things. Um, and so therefore, even if you find that um, somebody has noticed what you're doing, um, and they maybe lean over and they say, oh, like just put your resistance up a bit and you'll be able to do that. Or, oh, like you just want to 
if I take a little bit of resistance off there and you'll be able to do it or whatever. Um, they'll always be nice about it. Like I've literally never taught a class hand on heart where people have been mean to other people because they've not been able to do something. So generally if like that one occasion in 10 where someone notices what you're doing and they just give you a little bit of advice, it is probably because, do you know what? They remember when they were new to a class and if they were regular, they probably like noticed that they've not seen your face before. They might realize that you're new. Um, and they remember what it was like when they were new and you know they didn't really know what's going on and they weren't sure how to do something and they're just trying to be helpful and they're trying to be nice and they're trying to make your experience more enjoyable um, and they're not doing it you know to belittle you or embarrass you or make you feel bad and they're not going to laugh about it um, you know like nine times out of ten again and in fact I would probably say ten times out of ten because I can't remember an occasion where it's ever been the opposite um actually like all the experiences i've ever had um of if a regular has said something to me after a class or at another class about just helping a new person they've always been really happy that they've been able to do it you know and it's much more like i you know i'll get um you know like regular people would say like Oh, I just said to that new person, if they did this, then they might find it a little bit easier. Or I just said to that new person that maybe they needed these weights instead of these weights. I just suggested they maybe pick an extra couple of weights up. Um, you know, and there, it's always been in a really, I was doing something constructive to help the person. And they were always really pleased that they were able to help a new person or like hopeful that they made the person comfortable. It was never like a, oh my God, did you see that new person and they couldn't even do this? Never, ever, ever have I had a conversation with like a regular on that kind of tone. It's always been in a much more helpful, inclusive, friendly kind of way whenever anybody's ever mentioned a new person that they've noticed. Um, and like I say, it's relatively rare. Um, so just don't worry don't be embarrassed don't be like you know feel um small or useless or pointless or bad if you struggled in your first class or you feel like you did something really wrong or you know like you walk out of something and you're like oh my god i can't believe i did that so many people must have seen like genuinely literally most people will have not seen and if they did see they really won't remember it they really won't have cared um so yeah Tip number five, um, I suppose don't take yourself too seriously. Um, so those are my tips that if you are new to a class, how to get the most out of it. Essentially just turn up, give yourself enough time to prepare so that you're not rushing, you're not stressed, um, you're not um, in a bit of a tiz, um, not quite sure what you're meant to be doing. Um, and then just enjoy it, relax. Don't worry about the people around you. Don't worry about what you're doing. Um, just let the instructor guide you. And the more you do it, the more competent you will feel, the more comfortable you will feel. Um, but just let the instructor know where you actually are in your own like fitness journey so that they know how to instruct you the best and that they're not telling you things you already know, but they're not 
assuming that you know things because you haven't told them that you don't. Um, so that is my um, view on classes. Um, I hope if you've never done a class, if you um, are either new to exercise completely or you're not new to exercise but you've never done a class, I hope that that was useful. I hope that it gives you some kind of idea. And I hope it gives you a little bit of motivation to actually try a class because they can be really, really good fun. Um, but I'd love to know your thoughts on classes. I'd love to know if you have any other tips, if you have any other sort of like comments, even if you've got any questions about classes, if you um if there's something, you know, you've really wanted to do a class before a particular class or just classes in general, and there's just that one thing holding you back and I have not covered it in this podcast, drop me a message um and I will answer it. Um you can message me on Instagram, it's heather.sherwood. You can message me on Facebook's Heather Sherwood Fitness. Um, and you can also message me via the blog or in the comments on the podcast. The blog is um, Cake Gym Sleep Repeat. Um, and you probably have found this podcast via the, po- um, the blog. So I probably don't need to tell you that. Um, but if you haven't, please do check out my blog, um, which is, again, it's fitness-based, um, kind of nutrition, mental health, um, and also training. And... Um, all based around fitness, largely odd little off post that isn't about fitness, but you know, um, and the blog posts are much, much shorter than the blog and the podcast. Um, and they're normally about 500 words and they take about three minutes to read. Um, so if you haven't already, I would love it if you could check that out. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. And, um, hopefully I will speak to, um, some of you soon. If not, I will be back within the next probably three or four weeks with episode number nine. Bye.